This is All Things ANSYS, a podcast from the technical support staff at PADT. Episode 25, a discussion with PADT's Dr. Clinton Smith on powerful post-processor ANSYS Insight, followed by updates from the world of ANSYS and PADT. Hey there, and welcome to episode 25. My name is Eric Miller. I'm one of the owners here at PADT, and we're glad to have you with our our podcast today. It's November here in Phoenix, which means our temperatures are dipping down to below 50 degrees Fahrenheit. It was 45 this morning when I came to work, so brr. I know that many of you are dealing with snow and other inclement weather um, as we wind down 2018, and uh, winter starts gripping those of us that live in the Northern Hemisphere. Um, and those of you who are listening from south of the equator, uh, we don't want to hear about how nice the weather is getting. So we're up to 7,249 total uh, downloads over 24 episodes. So that's still around 300. It's 302 to be precise um, downloads per episode. So we're kind of stuck at that 300 level and we'd, we'd like to see that go up. So uh, please do get the word out, get on social media, let your coworkers know. Um, and I do want to extend a thanks to all of our loyal listeners. The fact that we're still at 300 um, shows that, that people are listening and, and they continue to listen, and we really appreciate that. Um, do, do stay tuned. We'll, we'll be doing what we did last year where we'll kind of get everybody together and talk about what happened in 2018, and then uh, we'll make some predictions in the new year for, for what's going to happen in 2019, and we'll, we'll also review what we thought should have happened in 2018 and where we were right and where we were wrong. So it'll be interesting to listen to that podcast and uh, see how we got it. So we hope you stay with us uh, through those as we as we wind up the year uh, for 2018. So let's get on to our main topic for today. We're going to take a look at a tool that is both old and new. It's called Insight. And it's, it's actually been around for a long time, some history behind it. It was, a, it was a product from a company called CEI, or Computational Engineering International, which was based in North Carolina. And they were founded the same time as PADT in 1994, and uh, at the time of the acquisition were led by a guy named Anders Grimsrud. And I, and I think he started the company, but I'm not quite sure on all the history. But he was in charge when it was acquired. Uh, there were about 27 people on the team there, and they joined ANSYS when the company was purchased in July of 2017. We'll let Clinton, who's our in-house expert on the tool, tell you a little bit more about it and share you know, what it is, who should use it, what is new in the tool at the latest release, what's coming down the pipe, and, and why we get kind of giddy about this, this really powerful post-processor. Um, I often mistakenly refer to it as a CFD post-processor. It is, it is mostly used in CFD, but it is a general purpose post-processor, and that's one of the things Clinton's gonna talk about. So even if you're not a CFD user, please do listen and uh, learn from what Clinton has to tell us about the tool. And we'll be back on the other side. Well, thank you for joining us with another interview. Today, I'm talking to one of PADT's engineers, Dr. Clinton Smith, who is uh, leads up our CFD team for technical support and training and things like that. Uh, welcome. Thank you for joining us today, Clinton. You bet. So we're going to talk about... Uh, an old tool that's that's uh, new in the ANSYS family. It's called Insight, and it is a 3D. Well, it started out as a, a CFD post-processing tool. It's really a multi-physics post-processing tool these days. 
Um, and uh, we're just going to try and learn a little bit about it. And hopefully our goal here is that those of you who might find use with the tool, find advantages by using the tool, uh, will learn something about it and will hopefully whet your appetite to try it out. So Clint, why don't you, why don't you explain to us what is Insight? So Insight is a generic post-processing solution that can be used for pretty much any any simulation or CAE discipline, mm -hmm. all the way from CFD, which its roots uh, are there, uh, FEA, uh, discrete element modeling, multi-body dynamics. Um, you can bring CAD data in, and it can also read test data oh, cool. uh, as well. So, and it's it's really intended for um, cases where you need to look at you know, the interaction of different data sets, uh, overlaying them on top of each other, and these types of things. So uh, it, we, we, of course, have post-processing tools with every ANSYS product we've got, mm -hmm. whether it's mechanical or CFD or electromagnetic. What is different about Insight versus, say, CFD Post, which is the most common tool for CFD users? Yep. So a couple of things that differentiate Insight from Post. Um, one of the first ones is the number of file formats it can read. Mm. So POST can take in uh, ANSYS data file formats. Insight really brings in a much bigger number of outside data formats, uh, whether it's test data or other simulation tool data uh, or generic neutral format data, it reads a ton of those. Um, so that's one thing. But more at a more practical level, when you're actually using the tools, uh, Insight, a, a differentiator between POST and Insight would be handling large models. So ah. Insight is architected for very, very large, you know, hundreds of millions of cells or billions of cell mm. models, uh, whether that's CFD or other types of simulation data. So it's threaded already. It's multi-threaded already. Yes, massively parallelized, oh, okay. works on uh, Linux architectures, Windows, and all of the uh, you know, HPC cluster type architectures you would imagine. How do you find the user interface? I mean, it's been around for a while, but it, I mean, to me, and I'm not a heavy-duty CFD post-processing person, it seemed fairly intuitive and straightforward. It's fairly straightforward, yeah. Uh, it, it has sort of the classic uh, tree, you know, on the left-hand side where you oh, see good. your list of parts, basically your mm -hmm. boundary conditions. And then if you read in multiple models, you'll have, you know, a, a section for each model. Okay. And then uh, the way you interact with it is you, you know, you turn things on or off. You can set colors and, you know, picture uh, attributes. Uh, but then uh, visualizing the results is as easy as drag and drop. So you can find a result and you can just drop it on the surface oh, you okay. want or on the body you want over in the viewing window, which kind of takes up most of the, the UI. Oh, cool. And the graphics are pretty nice. I mean, I've seen them. They're pretty spectacular uh, graphics from a visualization standpoint, which is kind of cool. Very, very good, yes. They, uh, they always update it with the latest graphics drivers for NVIDIA cards and all the latest... Uh, Actually, stereo and, and VR are enabled as well. Oh, cool! So if you if you did want to make that stereo or that what's it called the uh, 360 cave or I forget what they call those things, but you kind of immerse immersive caves where you can walk inside your CFD model. You can do that. With that. That's cool. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, you mentioned that it runs on Linux as well as um, on uh, mechanic on the uh, Windows desktops. So is it, have you used it like in the cloud? Have we tried that yet? I have not used it in the cloud. Mm -hmm. uh, if, I guess it depends on your cloud architecture, mm -hmm. but in principle, as long as what, whatever is the resource in the cloud mm -hmm. is compatible, it shouldn't be an issue. Um, 
then you've got a good way to to bring the screen back to your desktop, right? That's that's the key to visualize it afterwards. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Um, the the way the so it has kind of its own solution. Insight uh, has developed what was previously called Insight Gold, and now it's called uh, Insight Enterprise. Mm -hmm. uh, they just released that new naming convention. But essentially what it does is it's a client-server architecture. Oh, okay. So it, it's intended for the data to stay on the, the cloud or the oh, okay. HPC resource. Yeah. And a lightweight client to sit back on the other end and do all whatever you want to do from your laptop, your workstation, what have you. So they've already gone down that road. That's great. Mm -hmm. So you don't need that middleware to do that visualization. Correct. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. Did not know that. Very nice. So they were thinking ahead on that stuff. Yeah, that's, they're one that's, of the leaders. Yeah. We, we don't want to spend more time bringing our data back than it takes to actually run the model. So Exactly. <clears throat> that's a really good point. <laughs> exactly. And uh, so... Is it is it a separate standalone tool? Is it built into Workbench? And and uh, I guess another kind of related question is what licenses our users, the listeners, may already have access to this tool, right? With certain licenses. That's correct. Yes. So it, it exists in both uh, standalone form, mm -hmm. uh, which is kind of the classic uh, way people have used it in the mm -hmm. past, and it comes with now comes installed with the the basic uh, Ansys Mechanical or Fluids installation. Okay. So, it, I mean, you can turn it off, but by default it's there. Uh, and it, it does function in Workbench, uh, so that's some new capability that was released this year Good. with uh, the version 19.x releases. Uh, and it's they're, they're furthering that integration, so now they're starting to integrate that with the parametric side of Workbench, so okay. you can have Insight feed output parameters, take input parameters from your simulation mm -hmm. product back into the Workbench environment. Uh, so that's an ongoing development effort. Uh, and then from a licensing standpoint, uh, it currently comes included with the CFD Enterprise okay. license. Um, now you can still buy it a la carte. You can buy Enterprise, mm -hmm. uh, or sorry, uh, Insight Enterprise or Insight. Uh, there's a various classifications mm -hmm. of the license uh, themselves, but it does come with the CFD Enterprise uh, Ansys license. So if you're working for a large company, you probably have the Enterprise licenses. So you, you already have this tool, so definitely check that out. Yes. Um, so one of the things you mentioned that I want to come back to that I think we forget about, because we get, especially on the CFD side, we get all excited about streamlines and animations and cool stuff like that. But a lot of what we do when we're doing real simulation is we're trying to get some something into a number, right? Like a flux through a, through a plane or something like that. So talk a little bit about those capabilities to do calculations on your results. Sure. So Insight uh, definitely has the ability to do uh, quantitative post-processing, whether it's integration uh, over a surface, over a volume, or uh, tracking quantities at a certain point in mm -hmm. the model or through time. Uh, so those, those types of things are actually very easy to do. Okay. And that's, one, again, maybe a differentiator, you could say, between what Insight brings to the table and what the ANSYS, other ANSYS post-processors have. Uh, and then in addition to that, the ability to integrate that information into one viewport so uh -huh. that you can let's say uh, in a, a transient case uh, there, there's a, a nice example maybe some of you saw on our webinar where we had a ls dyna calculation of a, a crash sled with mm -hmm. a, a dummy on there right so we had the test data in there and we're tracking and monitoring the the photo video of the test as well as the deformation from the test and then the deformation from the, the simulation. Very cool. All in the same 
uh, animation mm -hmm. so that it can communicate that data in real time live to the user. Nice. So there's a couple things in that statement that are really important. One is, uh, if, if you caught, he mentioned LS Dyna. So if, you, if anybody here listening uses LS Dyna, which is an explicit uh, uh, structural code, time-dependent stuff, especially crashes and explosions and things like that, um, post-processing it it is, uh, I mean, the, the, the standard tools haven't changed since I first used the, the tool like 20-some years ago. So having access to a modern post-processor like Insight is pretty exciting for, for running LS Dyna. I think the other thing to, to point out is he mentioned that we, we recently did a webinar on this. So a lot of these tools we talk about on the podcast, they're, they're visual <laughs> and it's kind of hard to get your head around what we're talking about when it's words. So do go to Bright Talk and search for PADT on there and find the Insight webinar and review that. Uh, I highly recommend that. Uh, to, you got to see this tool to get a feel of what, what Clinton's talking about. Uh, it really does speak for itself. Um, I'm trying to think what else here. Um, you know, it's 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 scriptable, correct? Correct, highly scriptable. So mm -hmm. that's uh, again one of the strengths of Insight over the years, mm -hmm. uh, all the way you know from bringing the data in, doing whatever operations you need to do, um, integrations, visualizations, uh, making movies, mm -hmm. uh, and and writing it all out is all possible. All there, mm -hmm. good. And that and of course, if you need to hook it into your in-house. Um, optimization tools or whatever you can write scripts to do that you don't have to wait for it to be plugged in it will be plugged into workbench parametric stuff but you don't have to wait for that you can write your own text files out with the scripting exactly yeah. yep cool yep. and run it and so it's python based it's python based good mm -hmm. that's it seems to be coming the trend right yep. so we all need to use our python skills um an, another thing that you mentioned is the multi-physics capability and and we haven't i haven't really explored that as much as i'd like to um, that's that's always been kind of a, th a thing is if you have a physics specific post processor you kind of jump back and forth between different two different post processors yes. so being truly multi-physics does it really give you that advantage of I can look at my thermal results my my structural results and my fluid results all in one environment yes cool. yes so the data sets are uh, integrated as they're read in and mm -hmm. so you have access to all of them at the same time to mix and match as you please okay. Uh, so for multi-physics cases, uh, yes, it's very powerful. Um, we have a, a nice example. If you're inter interested, uh, you know, contact us and we'll, we'll send it to you. But there's a, a nice example of a parachute opening case, which is a classic, oh, classic. FSI problem. Difficult FSI problem, yeah. Yeah, and uh, you want to know things like what are the stresses in the fabric uh, of mm -hmm. the parachute and what does the fluid flow look like as it opens and as it wraps around the top mm -hmm. of the parachute. And this was all visualized and, and post-processed with Insight, mm -hmm. uh, and the results are, are something you really couldn't get any other way. And, and so it's the same time point is shown with results from ANSYS Mechanical and Fluent, I take it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very yeah. cool. Yeah, very cool. So yeah, truly, truly connect, connecting those two together. Yeah. That's nice. That makes life a lot easier. So, so those of you listening who do MEMS and, and other FSI and other kinds of multi-physics, um, do take a check that out. You may may not need a large model. You may not be doing large models, so you didn't think about it for that, but being able to do multi-physics is another use that people might want to take a look at. Yes. Um, does it cover all ANSYS physics? I, I don't know if the electromagnetics is in there yet, is it? That's in work. Okay. Uh, so it covers a few of the electromagnetics formats. Mm -hmm. uh, classic, uh, as you mentioned, are... Okay. 
the CFD formats. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, yeah, the electromagnetics are beta right now. Okay. The uh, of course it covers all the flagship other flagship ANSYS products: mm-hmm. Fluent, CFX, Forte, Icepack, FinSAP, right. uh, and then there's a whole long. Uh, and detailed list of other safety formats <laughs> and other FEA code formats. We won't mention our competitors' formats in there, but if yes. you if you unfortunately have to deal with a file from a competitor, it's a, it's a great thing. And and the other thing that I that I think we don't stress enough is being able to compare to that test data. Mm-hmm. So we we tend to do that like in Excel or someplace else, right? But we can actually do it in Insight and compare the the results. That's that's pretty cool. Yes, very valuable capability. Uh, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners about the tool? Something like a, something you learned, or uh, a couple? Yeah, I would point to a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's some results uh, that Insight has that are a little bit unique. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can do similar things with Post or with Fluent or some of these other tools. Uh, but there's a, there's a technique called line integral convolution. If you use Discovery Live, you probably may have seen this. Okay. Uh, but it's pretty useful for looking at wall-bounded flows. So if you have flow uh, in a pipe or in a bend or around some object, you typically want to know where is the flow recirculating or what's going on right near some feature. Gotcha. And this technique basically uh, lets you project the flow field onto the surface, ah. just like in a test. And you know, people still do this. They mm-hmm. put oil on the surface and they, you know, watch the oil lines with the flow as it goes over. Gotcha. So it's uh, sort of a simulation way of doing an oil flow <laughs> picture. Very cool. But that's, so that's there. And then the other one I would point to, the volume rendering in. Uh, and Insight is really unmatched. Um, Post okay. has something like this, mm-hmm. uh, and some other tools do as well. But uh, it's it's very very advanced capability. So and that what that does for you with the 3D data set is allows you to see inside mm. uh, the data set or okay. inside the model. Okay. So maybe you have some you know flow structure or some uh, result that's doing something, and you see that something visualized as a surface or as a slice or mm-hmm in some other way. But the volume rendering kind of lets you overlay or, or look inside the actual physics. Gotcha. And it, in many cases, it, it's uh, invaluable because mm-hmm. you wouldn't get, be able to get that unless you did all kinds of detailed uh, cut planes and so on and so forth. Right. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, and that's sometimes what you're really wanting to do is understand what's going on inside um, to figure out if it's good or bad and make it better, right? Exactly. Um, cool. Very good. Yeah. Um, I, I, th- I think I need to learn this tool a little bit better. Um, it's, the versatility is, is amazing. Um, it's, it's not replacing the existing post processors, correct? Correct. Mm-hmm. It, it's in addition to the existing okay. tools. So there are no plans, as we know of this time, to replace any of the mm-hmm. post processing tools and the other ANSYS products. Good, good. So no, nothing's going away. I know users often panic when they, they hear about a new tool. What about the one I'm using? But maybe it's time to look at this tool to see if you can get more productivity out of it, better results, faster turnaround, um, those sort of things by, by stepping up to Insight. Um, so if you, if you have the enterprise license, you can get access to it now. But if you don't, talk to whoever you buy your, your answers from and get a demo key. Uh, check out, definitely the other thing I want to point out again is check out BrightTalk. Um, uh, just Google BrightTalk and go to the website and then uh, search for PADT in there. 
and find the Insight uh, webinar that Clinton did about a month and a half ago, maybe a month ago. This fall, yes. This fall, yeah. So it's it's brand new. It's got some new features in there. Check that out to so get a visual, and then ask for a temp key and uh, give this tool a try. Uh, if you find yourself beating your head against the wall because your problem's too big, or you want to compare a bunch of stuff, you want to do multi physics, uh, it sounds like this is the tool for you. Uh, besides just being kind of intuitive and cool to use. So. Exactly. Great. Anything else before we take off? Uh, I guess I would just add that mm -hmm. there's a long list of, uh, of, of customers with a big history of using Insight mm -hmm. because it's been around as its own product for 18 or 19 years, right. something like this. Yeah. Uh, and they're from a variety of industries. So, of course, the, you know, the, the national labs are big users, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, automotive companies, uh, aerospace, a uh, variety of different products and, and customers are using the tool. So definitely not pigeonholed into one industry. This is not like an automotive post-processor or an aerospace post-processor. It's everybody. Correct. Cool. Yep. I love it. All right. So I really appreciate Clint. It's great to have you back on again. I always learn something new and different. And I, I think Trevor's got you scheduled for some more stuff that you've been studying. So we'll have you back soon. Uh, as always, if anybody has any questions, just reach out to us at uh, podcast at padtinc.com. And uh, Clinton or I will get your answers back to you. So go out there and try Insight. I think you'll find it a pretty rewarding time spent. Thanks. Thanks. Okay, thank you for uh, staying with us through that. I hope you found it interesting. I know it got me all encouraged to go check it out. Uh, the, the easiest way to learn, as we mentioned, is to go to brighttalk.com and search for PADT and then find the Clinton's webinar on the tool where he'll actually show you how it works. And, once you see it, you'll understand why we get all giddy. Um, it's definitely worth learning more about if you do any kind of complex post-processing of any kind of physics. And uh, it does work on larger models quite well. So that's the other place that we use it even for simple tasks is it just saves a lot of time and effort. And as mentioned, you may already have it. Uh, if And if not, reach out to your whoever provides you with your ANSYS and get yourself a copy to play with uh, with a demo key. And definitely check it out. It's great. So let's go ahead and uh, pay for this podcast with one of our silly commercial breaks, and we'll see you uh, after that. Hi there. Eric Miller here to talk in a little more detail about a topic we bring up a lot in these podcasts, customizing ANSYS products to automate processes or add functionality. A significant portion of PADT's consulting work in the simulation world is working with customers to write custom software that sits on top of or even inside various ANSYS products. These programs can connect a legacy solver, import proprietary boundary conditions, or implement a new material model or custom fluid behavior. But most of the time, we work to write vertical applications that automate and standardize a specific customer simulation process. From chip packaging to family of parts simulation to turbine wheel geometry optimization, we can work with your team to provide productivity improvements that can make things up to 10 times faster than the current process. To learn more, contact us at info at padtinc.com or call 480-813-4884 and ask about ANSYS customization and automation. A little bit of programming can create an order of magnitude change in productivity. Welcome back and uh Let's talk about events. Again, it's a very short topic because we don't have a lot to talk about. We um, really have only one left. It's going to be the, the final uh, webinar for the year. It's called Streamlining Metal 3D Printing with the ANSYS Additive Products. 
and we're going to talk about what we've learned here at PADT. Uh, as you should know, if you're a listener to the podcast, we do uh, just as much 3D printing here as we do simulation. And so when we get to combine the two, we love it. Um, and we've been playing with the additive products from ANSYS uh, with, with our uh, metal 3D printer, our concept laser printer. And we've got a lot to share. And so we're going to kind of talk a little bit about what the options are uh, as far as modeling for additive in the ANSYS product suite. And then we'll, we'll go into our experience so far this year uh, using it on our stuff. And so uh, please do stay tuned for that. That's going to be on the 28th. So right after Thanksgiving here in the U.S., 11 o'clock Mountain Standard Time, um, and it'll be about an hour long. And as with all of our webinars, if you can't uh, make it, do register anyway, and you can listen to the recording at a later date. News-wise, uh, stocks are um, not doing well here in the U.S. ANSYS has been pulled up and down by the market. Um, it's sitting, uh, it closed last night, Monday, November 11th at 159. So it's recovered from that, uh, that low that it had when the whole market had a correction a couple weeks ago, which we talked about in the last, last podcast. Um, it was up to 170 on the 8th, right after the conference call, which I'll talk about next, which was on the 7th. So, uh, Wall Street really liked what the numbers were and then the market itself just kind of did its thing. So I, I know that uh, the one thing I can say is that when I, when I work with folks at ANSYS, they're, they're just focused on the long term, working on the fundamentals, making a product that delivers value to customers, and, and over time, um, they know that they'll ride out this storm uh, that's going on in the market that they don't really have a lot to do with. So um, we'll watch it. But uh, the more important thing is they did have their Q3 conference call with investors. If you go to the ANSYS website and you go to About ANSYS, you can you can find out more about it yourself. You can also Google uh, for the ANSYS conference call and uh, actually listen to them talk to investors and answer their silly questions. People who know nothing about the industry sometimes, and sometimes quite insightful, uh, quite a good knowledge of the industry. It's kind of fun to listen to and see how others perceive what we do out there. Um, but uh, Anyway, the, the results were great. Q3 results uh, showed double-digit growth in revenue, earnings per share, operating cash flow, um, and something called ACV, which I had to look up, which is annual contract value. I'm not quite sure what that what that means, but pretty much all the numbers look good and, and good to the point of uh, greater than 10% and sometimes higher. Um, there's a great quote in the press release from Ajay, who's the CEO of ANSYS, and, and I thought I'd read it because I think it kind of if you if you don't follow ANSYS closely or don't don't talk to senior management much you kind of wonder what, what are they thinking what are they doing and and i think this quote kind of summarizes what i know uh, of what's going on it says uh, he said q3 was a record-breaking quarter for ANSYS as we delivered double-digit growth across revenue eps and acv the digital revolution is driving customer transformation <clears throat> sorry the digital revolution is driving customers to transform their product development process to achieve greater agility, innovation, and cost synergies. And ANSYS's simulation solutions are enabling customers to achieve these seemingly divergent objectives with increased functionality and usability across our entire product portfolio. Our strategy of pervasive simulation is working. So if you want to know what's in their mind, I think that this statement really says it. There's this, there is a digital revolution going on out there. Customers are transforming the way they make products using simulation 
And um, ANSYS is in the middle of it. The, the idea of pervasive simulation is working for our customers, I know, here at PADT. And hopefully those of you who are listening are listening because you know that you know, using simulation to drive your product development really makes a difference. And we should be using it in more places and more heavily. So that's what's driving the success of the company uh, to a large extent and, and what, what drives their decision-making process as well. So some numbers, uh, income for the first three months was 870, or excuse me, first nine months of the year, the first three quarters was $878 million. That's 11% growth. And for those of you who pay attention, that's using general, uh, generally accepted accounting principles. There's different ways to count stuff. And uh, I like to report the gap numbers because they tend to follow the same rules from quarter to quarter and year to year. Um, income for the first nine months is $266.2 million. That's 30% growth on uh, profit over the first three months, I said nine months, three quarters. One thing to note though is the profit margin is down. So it's 34% versus 36.9. Um, and, um, you know, that's, that's because of investments they're making. One thing they're also doing is, um, oh, before I get to that, the cash and short-term investments, uh, according to the press release, are $729 million at the end of the third quarter. So that's how much money they have sitting in the bank. Now, the reason why they don't have more is they bought back um, in Q3 400,000 shares of ANSYS stock for $70.6 million dollars. And year to date, including the third quarter, they've bought back $1.2 million worth of shares for $196 million spent. So um, that's that's one of the things they're doing with their cash. Um, and uh, like I always say, I don't know much about Wall Street, so I recommend that you check it out. But as users of these important tools, uh, it's a healthy company. Uh, they've got money to invest. So uh, we like that. There's only uh, one press release uh, worth mentioning that ANSYS put out besides the uh, summary of the investor call. And that summarizes where the startup program is now. The startup program has been around since 2016, and they now have 558 companies around the world signed up. I know that PADT's number of companies is growing. I think we've just added three in the last uh, 30 or 40 days now. Um, it, it, our salespeople are, are doing a good job of getting out there and reaching out to startups and explaining to them how cool this program is and how useful it is. So if you're in a startup or you know somebody that's in a startup, definitely check out the ANSYS startup program. We, we, we're huge fans of it. We highly recommend it. You get the software at a price you can afford. And uh, all you got to do in return is, is help us out with a little bit of marketing. And everybody wins in this case. Um, you can take part in this, this whole digital revolution and pervasive simulation, even if you're a struggling startup. Um, and um, really get to market faster. In Advantage Magazine, um, they still have their Spotlight and Additive, which we talked about in the last podcast. We have an article in there about uh, our experience with Additive, and there's about 10 more useful articles in that space. So if you're interested in 3D printing and simulation uh, and you haven't already, check out that magazine. It's online, and you can also subscribe to getting a paper copy delivered to your doorstep if you'd like that. On their blog, um, the three articles I picked out since the last time we talked that I think are noteworthy, um, uh, Terry Marshall did a great article on doing facial reconstructive reconstruction, so putting these plates and, and things in people's faces for reconstructive surgery uh, using ANSYS. And, and it's a great article um, because it, it really shows the power of combining 
medical imaging and simulation tools and additive manufacturing. It's, it's a great, great thing. But I also brought it up because if you are in the medical space or are interested in the medical space for simulation, you should follow um, Terry um, on LinkedIn, and that's spelled T-H-I-E-R-R-Y-M-A-R-C-H-A-L. I believe he's Belgian. I think that's correct. Um, and he, um, he writes a lot and shares a lot about the use of simulation in the medical space. And, and he speaks on it a lot, too. He's always off to some conference somewhere to share um, what they call in silico instead of in vitro, in glass, in silico. Um, is on silicon in the computer uh, and how we can use simulation to help with medical developments, uh, diagnostics, medical device development, uh, reconstructive surgery. The, the applications are endless, and he does a great job of advocating for that. So definitely follow him if you're in this space. Uh, I know I learn a lot from him in this area. Um, another article that I really liked was on something called the Coanda effect. And, and recently here at PADT, we've been involved in a bunch of nozzles and understanding how nozzles behave. You know, the shape of the nozzle before the fluid or gas runs through it really determines what comes out of the nozzle and the shape of it. And there's a way, using something called this Coanda effect, to make the spray oscillate when it comes out of the nozzle. And if you don't quite know what I'm talking about, check out the article, How to Make an Oscillating Nozzle Spray Without Moving Parts. So you can get better coverage in your shower or your uh, industrial application uh, without having to actually move the, the, the nozzle uh, or have moving parts in the nozzle. So it, it's a great application of CFD, uh, complex flow, and understanding the physics of this effect. So do check that out. Um, I actually shared that one with a bunch of our engineers that have been doing nozzle work recently. And the last one is a great article on using topological optimization in an automotive example. Um, and th there's been a lot of brackets that have to use topological optimization, but I like this one because um, they got good results. They, they got their weight down and they got their life up, but it didn't end up in some crazy uh, alien-looking shape. They, they used the results of the topological optimization to refine their design. So if you check out the article, it's called Automotive Exam, uh, excuse me, Brackets uh, Service Life Improves 46% After Topological Optimization. Uh, check that out on the ANSYS blog, and, and you'll see what I'm talking about in that they kind of used what the optimization was telling them to change the design without making it look all crazy and funky. And, and, the, and the changes are subtle, but they got some big improvements out of these subtle changes. Um, so, so do check it out. And that concludes our podcast. I hope you found it useful. Don't forget to subscribe to www.padtinc.com slash opt-in to be part of our mailing list. Um, and, uh, you know, if you uh, have any questions or anything, always feel free to email us. We'll see you in two to four weeks uh, with uh, more interviews, uh, more talk, and more information. And um, we hope you guys have a good rest of November. And if we don't talk, those of you who celebrate Thanksgiving, have a great Thanksgiving. Don't eat too much turkey. And uh, don't log in to the cloud and check your CFD job on Thanksgiving break. That's my words of advice to you as we leave this podcast. Thanks a lot.
Thank you for joining us for the All Things ANSYS podcast, episode number 25. As a reminder, this podcast is not affiliated in any way with ANSYS Inc., and the opinions expressed are those of the people on the show only and not of their current or former employers. For more information, visit www.padtinc.com blog, and please share your thoughts and questions through an email to podcast at padtinc.com. See you next time.